wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Well, this week we're with Renee Desanique, master and expert in body language, motivational speaker, coach, and trainer. He runs an exclusive international company, and since 95, he's been delivering enriching insights and results-oriented outcomes to his clients. His seminars, keynotes, and trainings around the world are changing businesses with amazing levels of positive increase. He's worked with Brian Tracy. He's worked with Jack Canfield, And guess what? He's going to be doing some work with Anthony Robbins. Guess what? He's going to tell you more about it in this episode, so buckle up. Well, hello, Renee. Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. And we got Renee here tuning in from the other side of the pond. We're now an international podcast. How's it going, Renee? Hey, thank you, Blair. Thank you so much for the invite. Doing very well. We're uh, on the other side of the pond, indeed. Um, Holland for the moment. Used to be in, in London for a bit. But yeah, it's uh, very exciting. I'm very honored and pleasure and pleased. And uh, I can share my my knowledge and then my experiences that I had uh, through my life, which is still short I, and in my belief. I love it. Well, you know what? Let's dive in with the juicy question. What does success mean to you? Um, that's a very good question. And, and it's a very easy answer. In fact, it, it is personal. Success is personal. Uh, it's just like, hey, what is becoming rich? What is defined rich, right? Becoming successful. What is that? For somebody, it's, it's winning the... A, a game in a, in a local pub, like the the darts game, and for another person is is winning a, a marathon, and for another person is, is having ten million on their bank account. What is success to to an individual? For me, is being happy, and what makes me happy is for me success, being uh, being loved, being uh, have enough, um, how shall I say, clarity in life to have that. Um, yeah, success is something that that fulfills your needs, as 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 I would say. And and if your needs are fulfilled, that creates a happiness, and a great happiness creates a kind of uh, calmness, and and give that smile on your face. And for me, that's success. Yeah. What brings you happiness? What is it that right now in your life, Renee, that is making you happy to make you feel successful? There's a, I think it, <laughs> it's a two-way a two-way thing. It's uh, um, yeah, um, how should I say? And and you, you got relationships, right? And the relationship is very important to be happy. Uh, and it's also to be uh in business to be to 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 reach your goals to get that clarity to get that's that's also happiness. 
if I look at people, when I look at my past, uh, what I was bullied in school, and I see self-achieving things, for me, that's a kind of success. It's, it's bringing that happiness, like, hey, it was worth doing it, if that makes sense. Um, can I, am I allowed to share some of my story that brings me happiness? All right, let's do it. <laughs> so what happened when I was, just, was a kid in school, I was bullied like crazy. Um, what I mean about that, I couldn't run fast enough home in the evening crying. And I was not really happy to go to school in the morning. And uh, that, that maybe, how should I say this, 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 this put a stamp on my forehead, like, hey, I'm the one to be bullied, right? And, but what happened is that later on, when I turned 18, I said, I'm going to join the army. And everybody says, Rene, this is not for you. And, the, you know, the bullying continued. This is not for you. You're not, fit, you're, you're not made for that. Uh, you're, not, you're not smart enough. You don't, you know, you have to study to join the army. I said, yeah, sure. And, you know, in the back of my head, it went like, hey, watch me. I'll show you. And, and I applied anyway. And I got in the Navy. And I was like, whoa, I'm in the Navy. You know, wow, I achieved something in my life. And uh, instead of, of listening to these people, I achieved something by proving myself to the outside world. And I was looking around me and I saw people with stars and stripes. And I said, wow, wouldn't it be great to become one of them, you know, having some stripes on my shoulder, you know, becoming a sergeant or whatever. And I said, Renee, Renee, because I went home telling everybody what my plan was. And I said, this is not for you. You're not going to make it. You're not smart enough to, to become one of them. Those with those stars and stripes, you have to study again. And you're not smart. You're dumb, in fact. And I went, I went, I went on my own somewhere in the room and I said, hey, you know what? Watch me. I'll show you. And I applied anyway, and I became a sergeant after a year. I was a sergeant. I was like somebody. I was walking behind my own platoon in Germany, and I achieved something great in my belief. And that brought me so much happiness to come back to the question. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. And I saw people jumping out of airplanes, you know, these Navy SEAL uh, special forces. And, and I said, wow, wouldn't it be great? to jump out of an airplane <laughs> because I love adventure. I love, you know, these kind of things. And you know what? I went home and I was so excited. I was like, hey, I want to do this. I'm going to jump out of airplanes. I want to become a Navy SEAL, a special forces, you know, boys and their toys. And well, what happened is that, you know, everybody went again like, nah, don't do this. This is not for you, you know, for your own good. You better listen to us. I think we all have some people surrounding us in our life that says, hey, this is not for you. You shouldn't do this. You should because they want to they want to so-called protect you. And I said, you know what? Watch me. I'll show you. And within five months, I was jumping out of an airplane. And I was like, yeah, you know, that brought me another kind of happiness in my life. I was achieving things and I was proving myself to the world and I was like so happy. And, you know, I was proving myself time after time after time to the people surrounding me because I was bullied in those days. And a lot of people listening here might recognize that as well. And the last thing I proved to, to the outside world was when I was jumping one day, I was sitting on my hind in an aircraft they called C-130 Hercules, these logistic aircraft, these big ones. We jumped with uh, so many people out of that at once at the same time. And I was watching, you know, the pilot because in those airplanes there's no doors, no doors at all. You can see the, uh, you can see the pilot. You can see. Anyway, I was watching the pilot and I was like, hey, wouldn't it become? Wouldn't it be great to become a pilot? 
And I went home and I was like, you're excited. You know what, guys? I'm going to become a pilot. I'm going to fly aircraft. I'm going to fly helicopters. I'm going to... And people said, no, 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 no. You got lucky so far. Don't do that. You're too stupid for that. And all kinds of things that they mentioned. And I said, you know what? Watch me. I'll show you. And 10 months later, I was flying my own aircraft. And it's not about me and it's not about what I achieved. It's just about, hey, if you want something in life that brings you happiness... You can do it. You just have to do it. And don't listen to the sur people surrounding you. And in 1995, which is now 25, 26 years ago, I bought my first book. And it was a book called Notes from a Friend from Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. And I was, reading the, I was reading the book. And you can read it in less than two hours. It's such a tiny book. And I say, you know what? I'm going to meet the guy. He's hot. He's good. He's my man. They, that is good stuff and i told everybody <laughs> you know what i'm gonna meet tony robbins i'm gonna meet him i'm gonna have a chat with him i'm gonna show him what life's all about and i'm gonna tell him my story and again people said you know what renee and we all have people pulling us down in life and, and, and i didn't listen to them anymore anymore and i said to myself i don't have to prove anything to anybody besides one person and that's myself and I didn't tell anybody anything anymore from that point forward. That's 26 years ago. And it's been a roller coaster since, in a, in, a, in a sense that I was going to teach people about certain things. I didn't know what, but I was going to become, I was going to become a teacher. And in the beginning, I had a, you can call it the supermarket with all kinds of personal development stuff in it. And the only thing I didn't have besides all my products was customers. And somebody said to me, Renee, you have to have a niche. And I said, yeah, that's right. And I went home and I was thinking, what's a niche? <laughs> I learned it the hard way, right? And, um, but I'm so happy I did learn it the hard way because that brought me where I am today. And then later on, I uh, went to my first Unleash the Power Within seminar. You might have heard about it from, from Tony Robbins. Two years later, I became his personal bodyguard. After two years being his bodyguard, I left the company, uh, Robbins Research International, started working with Success Resources. I had one opportunity uh, given by Success Resources, and today I'm collaborating with Tony. From reading a book, people saying, you're not going to make it, to collaborating with the guy, I mean, which is only 10% of what I do. The other 90% is, is teaching body language all over the planet. Today, we're active in Thailand and Iran. Everybody say, oh, Iran, they're going to kill you. They're going to find you. I mean, I've been there now twice. Most beautiful experience of my life. <laughs> I've been to Tehran twice. And, and I, I mean, I love it. Um, I love the people. I love the culture. Uh, I'm not going to discuss any political or religion things. But you know what? It's amazing how people have these issues with certain things and then you experience it and you, you experience a complete different thing and during the years as well the happiness that i have right now is that i met so many beautiful people so many beautiful individuals like a jack canfield and a brian tracy and a jerry robbins which is tony robbins son uh, i met all of these people and i said wow isn't it amazing keith cunningham who speaks as a, an account on business mastering tony robbins uh, events I mean, I met all of these people now and, and we had conversations on stage, backstage. It's amazing if, if you set your mind to something, how you can create happiness uh, for your own. And, and, and if I can do it, believe it or not, everybody can do it. Because as they said, you know, you're not smart. And that's true. I'm not that smart, you know. 
I mean, it's like the guy from Alibaba. He says, I'm the dumbest guy on the team, but I surround myself with smart guys. So, and, and ladies. So, yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I love that so much, Renee. And the thing that really stands out to me and, and had the pleasure to connect with you a couple of, feels like months ago now, maybe it was weeks ago. And you told me your story and we had this amazing chat and just two things that you kept saying that I think is going to resonate with so many people is, you know, I wrote it down so I wouldn't get it wrong, is wouldn't it be great if, right, to allow ourselves to say out loud, like, wouldn't it be great if I worked with Tony Robbins one day? Or wouldn't it be great if, you know, I became whatever you want to be one day, right? Like to actually this dreaming, like there is that potential in that. And then watch me, I'll show you. Like, I love those two put together because there is something so accessible for all of us when we lay it out that way because our mind can sort of catch up with it right it's like wouldn't it be nice or wouldn't it be great if wouldn't it be amazing if right like whatever you want to say and then watch me I'll show you it's kind of that this is a cool thought and now I'm going to go do it and I just love that I think that's just so inspiring and I just want to play on that, Renee, that story is phenomenal. And what really resonated that I think is extremely relatable to me and potentially a lot of our listeners is that you used other people's doubt as your fuel. You use other people's negative, you know, negative negativity, negative vibes, negative thoughts, doubt to launch you into achieving those goals because I've been doing that my entire life. When someone tells me I can't do something or I shouldn't do something, heck yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to let everyone know about it and look at it. Look at me now. <laughs> and so I yeah. think that's really, really brilliant. And, and I love that story. And I really like how you started off when you were, at, you know, from being bullied as a kid. I mean, I didn't like that. That sucked. I was bullied. Being bullied sucks. If you're out there and listening and you're a bully, you're mean, go away. But if you um, started off as this kid being bullied in school to collaborating with Tony Robbins, who's one of the most like well-known names in was it NLP personal development. I think that's just such an empowering story that like, really, if you have that drive and you want to do something, it doesn't matter what other people have to say. You can just go forward and do it and do things to make yourself happy, not to get that extra credential on your paper right and to get that to get that thing to brag about but do what makes you happy and you're a shining example of that yeah it's, it's you know what and it has nothing to do with tony robbins it has nothing to do with these names these names are just names they're they're amazing people don't get me wrong they're amazing that i mean i ended up with gary v with grant cardone backstage in birmingham in 2019 but for me that was not the thing the main thing for me was i could contrib uh, contribute to a certain amount of people and, and give me and share my knowledge and say, hey, there's there's knowledge out there, use it. And, and there's two things I, I, I really want to share is that when, when, you, when, you want to, when you want to teach something to somebody, you go to those places where they listen to you. And, and I had a friend, I was lucky to have a friend in London, in, in uh, Shepherd Bush, and he had a college, it's called Grafton College. And in Grafton College, uh, we, we, we had an experience, uh, an amazing experience with uh, Dominic O'Brien. The guy is uh, eight times world champion memory, as mentioned also in the Guinness Book of Records. And we had an amazing chat about certain things. And we lost a little bit of, of uh, contact. But then afterwards, we got in contact, back in contact. He had a college in Oxford Street in London. 
However, he was going to start a college in Oxford. And I said, wow. So I said, you know what? Whenever you're in Oxford, let me know. And he, one day he calls me, hey, Renee, I'm in Oxford. Now, from that story, what happened there is that I got the opportunity to teach at Oxford Business College. Now, in Oxford Business College, says, hey, Renee, would you like to introduce people about your, what you're doing in, in Brooks University in Oxford? I said, yeah, I'm in. I mean, I wasn't paid for that at all. Not one cent. But for me, it was about contributing and sharing and, and, and being able to, to teach people at an institution like Brooks University or Oxford University and Oxford Business College. But it would not have happened if I would not have put it out there. And what I mean by that is that we all heard about the secret, you know, the law of attraction. And Jack Canfield is one of the speakers. And I met Jack a lot, like a couple of years ago in London. We had lunch together. And it's not about, you know, it's about the law of attraction. Put it out there and it will come your way. And it's not only in the law of attraction. If you listen to Wayne Dyer, for example, the late Wayne Dyer, he says, what you think about on a daily basis is what you get. So for people listening, watch out what you put out there because it's going to come your way whether you like it or not. And Tony Robbins was one example. I mean, when my dad died in 2002, let, let, me, let me start what it all, what, let me mention what it in fact started. When I was 11 years old, that was in 1976, I got a book for my birthday. Now, how, what parent gives a book to their kids when, when they're 11 about ancient Chinese wisdom? I mean, we would jump we would jump of joy if, if we had like these, these, these um, pens with four colors in those days. Now they discuss which iPhone they want to have when they're 11. And I got a book about ancient Chinese wisdom. And I said, what the heck? So I did put the, put the book somewhere on the shelf, forgot about it, and took the book back in my hands when I was 18 years old when I joined the army. And I started reading in it. It was so amazing, that book. And from that first book about ancient Chinese wisdom, I started buying books from Deepak Chopra, from Wayne Dyer, from all these writers. And I was like, whoa, Norman Vincent Peale, who talks about, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. But I bought all of these books and I started reading and reading. And one of the books that inspired me so much was a book about from the Dalai Lama about wisdom. And, and I, my first book from the Dalai Lama, a second book from the Dalai Lama, a third book. I said, I want to meet the guy. I want to meet him. Damn, I'm going to meet him. Now, in 2002, that's where I started my, 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 my story when my dad died. And, you know, the moment they, they closed the coffin, you got one more moment to have a last greeting. And I had that last greeting. I said, you know what? First of all, I'm going to meet you on the other side. And the second thing, I'm going to reach all my goals and dreams that I have on my mind. And one of them is meeting the Dalai Lama. I left the whole thing, started meditating about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to stop meditating about it. Because if it has to happen, it will happen. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It's because you're not, you're not ready for it. So whatever happens, it's okay. And I left it. However, I did put it out there. And four years later, and one of the questions was, I want to meet the Dalai Lama. I want to meet him. I want to meet him in Belgium because I'm originally from Belgium. I'm, I'm, I have my company in London now, and I'm, I'm, I'm temporarily now here in Holland. Or maybe forever, I don't know. Depends on a certain situation. But <laughs> but I say, you know what? If it happens, it happens. And I want to meet him in Belgium, if possible. And that was 2002. 
Now each year you got Father's Day, and you know, I mean I got three daughters and a son, and they, hey, happy Father's Day, blah blah blah, and they give you some presents, and and that's always an amazing time. And in 2006, four years later, one of my daughters she comes to me, she says, Dad, happy Father's Day, and she said I got a little present for you. It's not that much, but and she oh, she hands me an envelope, and I open up the envelope and I said, Nah, that can't be true. This is this is too much. There were two tickets to meet the Dalai Lama in Belgium, and she did not know about it. So watch out what you put out there because it's going to come your way. It's like a farmer putting a one potato in the ground. There's no tomatoes coming out, right? What you put out there, and when you nurture it enough, it will come your way, whether you like it or not. And that's, yeah. I just want to say that is just a very timely piece of advice specifically for me and maybe a lot of other people because um, that's a brilliant story. And I love that you just shared that because I believe in the power of manifestation. And a couple of years ago, I went through some hard stuff and I decided to start something called the I am resilient project. And since I've started that project, my life has been a shit show. Like lots of really great things has happened, but my grandfather died. My husband had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery and almost died. He's fine now. Then my, um, I had a miscarriage and my father-in-law passed away. My mother passed away. My husband's having um, some other health issues. And that's ever since I started the I Am Resilient project. So I'm actually in the process of writing my first my, my first book of, on this project, which is collaborating with other people who have stories of resilience and publishing a book to inspire others. And I've literally just been playing with the idea of maybe after this project pivoting or bringing someone else in to run it because I've put it out in the universe how resilient I am and the universe has been testing me. And I think you being our guest and sharing that story that I had no idea about just now is a sign from the universe that's saying, yes, Blair, get this book out. It's coming out probably late May, early June. And then pivot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, because I am resilient, but I've been putting it out how resilient I am and I'm being tested. <laughs> Do you, you know, the other day there was a, I, I forgot the lady's name, but there was a, on Sunday with Oprah Winfrey and, and the lady who was invited, she says, your life has been written. It has been written already. The only thing you have to do is download it. And as long as you don't download it, you're not going to get it. And it's, it's, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, your life has been written. And who you connect with is so important. Um, I was one day at a business mastery seminar from Tony Robbins in Amsterdam. And I always had some, some feelings for the country called Iran. I mean, I love the music, I love the food, I love the people. And there was a delegation from Iran in Amsterdam. And I, and I, I wanted to know who was running the whole show there. And I met the guy and I says, hey, man, it's so good to, to meet you. It's good to have a chat with you. And if one day you need a speaker in Iran, let me know and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we wrapped up the conversation, left the whole thing. Now, there's another guy from Sydney, an Australian uh, speaker. And I met him in uh, 23, 24 years now. Oh, no, it's 25 years now ago. I met him in, in Belgium. Such an amazing guy, Patna City, small guy, Italian roots, very active, very rah, rah, rah. And I, I love the guy so much. I mean, and we lost track for 23 years. And I was watching on my Facebook and I said, Patna City is in, in, in London. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call him. I said, hey, Pat, you're in London. He says, yeah, wow, where are you? I said, I'm in London. He says, no kidding. 
let's catch up for coffee. So we catch up for coffee. It was so amazing to see each other back and have these chats about what happened in those 23 years. And he says, Renee, I've got a one main question for you. It's a very important question. Would you like to speak in Iran? I say, excuse me? Excuse me? He says, yeah. Would you like to speak in Iran? I said, this has been on my bucket list for many, many years. I said, what do you mean? He says, you know what? I'm going to call my friend. I said, call your friend? And, and yeah, I'm interested. So he call, he's calling his friend. He says, uh, hey, um, you know that gig to speak in, 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 uh, in, in your country, in your city, in Tehran? I have a guy right in front of me. He's good. I would like to introduce you to him. He's from Belgium. And he's talking to he, And the guy, doesn't, he stops Pat immediately. He says, is this Rene? And I can hear it. I said, Pat, give me your phone. <laughs> I grabbed his phone and I said, hey, is this Zephyr? He says, yeah. Is this Rene from, from Belgium? I said, yeah. Man, it's been two, three years now. I said, I know. He says, would you like to speak in my country? In my... I said, of course. He says, okay, keep the end of August free. I'll send you the details. And before I knew it, I was there. I mean, asking you shall receive is not just a funny quote. It is reality. But there's the law of attraction. Put it out there and, and, and talk it into exist, existence already. And it will happen. But as long as you don't do that, nothing happens. If you go with the flow with everybody else and, oh, my God, and life sucks. and Yeah, go ahead if that's your plan. But if that's not your plan, if you say, I want to become a, a personality, I want to I have success in my life, I want, and whatever that means for you, then I want happiness in my life. I want this, I want that. You have to put some action to it. Because sitting in your, on your couch and saying, oh, my God, I want happiness. Come on, bring it on. It's not going to happen. You have to put some action to it as well and then talk to the right people and, and go on, on social media and have some contact with somebody. I say, hey, if, you're, if your goal is the same as mine, for example, I want to speak in Thailand, I want to speak in Asia, due to the fact that I was connected with one, one, two, three, and X, Y, Z, I ended up in Thailand. And nowadays, we have very good uh, relationship over there. They're, they're promoting my courses. They even translated my courses in the Thai language. And it's out there now. And I could go on and on and on, but it's not about me. It's not about what I do or my products. It's about putting it out there and then do the work. And it will, go, it will come your way, but it needs some effort. And, I mean, people who achieve things in life didn't call somebody and they didn't deliver it through a delivery company. It needs some action, you know, and then and, and be be um, convinced that it's going to happen and maybe already talk it into existence. And when you do that, things will happen. I wanted to be in, in Australia one day. I mean, I dreamt about Australia, such a beautiful continent. Last year, I got stuck for five months in Australia. <laughs> I wasn't precise enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Renee, I love everything that you've shared so far. And, you know, one thing that sort of sits with me and, and as we're wrapping this interview up as well, I thought I'd bring that up, you know, just something you said to, you know, put it out there and then take some action. But also the thing, and I hope that everyone listening, you know, is noticing that or re-listen to this episode after you've listened to it again is the time that went between putting it out there and it actually happening, right? Some of the things happened faster and other things took 23 years to actually happen, right? To actually hold on to that belief and to keep taking that action, even if you're not 
you know, if you don't have evidence of it happening, but showing up for it day after day after day again, and you know, just this power of a choice. I mean, even with what Blair shared, right? Like this choice of, okay, I think it's time now to wrap up the I Am Resilient project and then to focus somewhere else, right? Each choice, each decision, each putting it out there sort of has, it's almost seems like new downloads, you know, get to come mm-hmm. in and then happen and unfold. And I just really love that. But if you would have to um, give just one piece of advice to people on their path to success, as we wrap up, what would that be? It's to never quit. It's in, in, in the moments of, in your worst moments that you experience in life are the most beautiful moments. Because in those moments, what I do when, and when I'm in a moment of let, things are completely going wrong and, and it's not for me, it's not going to happen, and why me and why Lord, come on, I didn't ask for all this. But in those moments, these are the moments you can't quit. Because in those moments, there's an, an amazing amount of opportunities. And what I do is that when I have those moments, that think because I'm not Mr. Happiness, and I'm not Mr. Lucky, and I'm not Mr. Have it all, I mean, or Mr. Success at all. I mean, I've got my part in life as well, just as you, Teresa or Blair, we, we all have our challenges in life. And like the people listening, we all have challenges. But what I do when I have those challenges, I, 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 I get into my helicopter. And I fly above it and I take a helicopter view. And I said, you know what? What is serving me? What is right for me? Do I serve other people with what I see and what I do? And if I am on the right track, I will keep doing what I'm doing because there's something called universe. And some people call it God, other people call it whatever you want to call it. But it is something out there that is looking at you. And if you're on the right track, keep doing what you're doing. And you can only see that from a helicopter view. You know, you stay there downstairs and you fly above you and you watch you. And if you're on the right track, keep doing it. If you're on the wrong track, correct it. I remember the, 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 the story from Robert Kisaki. Um, I met him in Thailand and he was talking about he started the first company. And that company went broke. And they correct, correct, correct changed certain things, started the second company, went broke. Correct, correct, changed certain things, started the third company, went broke. Correct, correct, change, change. And each time from a helicopter view, watch your company, watch your life, watch your family, watch it from a helicopter view. And by the fourth time he created his new company, Ford Company, they were up and running. Today, they're millionaires. It is about look at it from a helicopter form. And that's my advice to people. If you're feeling in a situation that you're a very bad situation and it's not working out for you, you got problems with your family, problems in your business, problems with at your work, stop thinking, get into that helicopter, fly above your situation, have a look at it. And if it's serving you, serving others, and you know you're on the right track, keep doing what you're doing. If you feel like something is wrong, change these things. I change big things in my life in my relationships, in my marriages, I, I changed certain things. And if I wouldn't have done it, I would not be where I am today. I, changed, I lost so many friends and I was so happy because they made place for better friends. That's another way of looking at it. People, I'm losing my friends. Okay, lose them. It's okay. And the other day I was listening to uh, Sadhguru about, oh, I'm so happy after this life, I'm going to heaven. Why don't you go today? If it's so good out there, why don't you leave? Leave, go. 
you might be in heaven already, but maybe you're a mess. You're making a mess of it today, of that heaven where you are today. So start living today. Don't wait for, right? Uh, but to come back to your question, Teresa, is that what would your one thing be is fly above your life, have a look at your life. And if you're on the right track, keep doing what you're doing. If you're not, change things and get back on track. Wow, wow, wow. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us today all this way from Europe and sharing that incredible wisdom. Um, I feel like that lands on so many levels with me today and I have a sense it might be with Blair as well. And I'm sure our listeners, Blair, any final thoughts before we wrap up? I just can't wait to get into my helicopter after this conversation. So thanks, Renee. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And Renee, thanks for, um, it's the evening for you, morning for us. And we hope you all have an awesome day listening out there in podcast land. Peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. 